Welcome to Zichud Avsiman Memorei Ram Golder, and today we're Zechus Sukkah Dav Ches, the first parak Sukkah Shehikaboa. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, on Dav Zayin Amabes, where Yochanan said Sukkah Hasuya Kikivshan, a Sukkah that is made round like an oven. If there's enough space in the circumference to see 24 people, it's valid. The Gemara asks who this teaching is like. If it goes according to Rebbe, who holds that a sukkah must be four by four amos, the measurement is inaccurate since a person occupies the space of an amma. And it's known, that any circular object whose circumference is three tfachim has a diameter of one tefach. According to Rebbe, to yield a width of four amos, a circumference of twelve amos should suffice. The Gemara on this stuff goes to an extensive analysis of the measurements and concludes that Rabbi Yochanan's case was where the twenty-four people are sitting outside the circle, and Rabbi Yochanan rounded off the measurements for a slightly larger circle that would fit the required square. The Gemara presents an alternative explanation as well. Point number two, Rabbi Levi reported in the name of Rabbi Mir, Shtei sukkah shal yotzim zo mizo, Two potter's huts, one within the other. The inner one is not a valid sukkah and is chayv in mezuzah, while the outer one is a valid sukkah and is potter from mezuzah. Rashi explains that it was common that the inner hut would serve as the potter's dwelling, as well as a place to store finished pottery, while the outer hut would be his workshop, as well as the place to sell his wares. The Gemara asks why the outer hut is putted from mezuzah, since it can be considered a beishar, a gatehouse for the inner hut, and be chayv in mezuzah, and answers mishumadol kaviyah, because a potter's hut is not a permanent structure. Rush explains that the inner hut is considered too inconsequential to view a room which leads to it as a gatehouse. And pointing with you, the Gemara brings two prices that each present a group of sukkahs that are valid. The first group is referred to as the ganbach group, which is a simon for sukkahs goim, sukkahs nashi, the sukkah made for nachrim to live in during the summer, for women to weave in, for animals to have shade, and a sukkah made by kusim. The second bryson presents sukkahs rakbash, which is a simon for sukkahs roim, sukkahs kayatzim, sukkahs burganim, the sukkah shomri peros, a sukkah of shepherds, for fig watchers, city watchmen, and produce watchers. Each bryson states that their sukkahs and inferior sukkahs as well are kosher if they are covered kahalacha, which Rav Chista defines as being built for shade. The Gemara clarifies that each Tana referred to the other group as inferior and explains. The Tana of the Gambach group considers his sukkahs as being superior, since they're permanent, whereas the huts of the Rakbash group are inferior, since they are temporary. Rush explains that the flocks move from place to place, and the produce is eventually taken from the field. The Tana of the Rakbash groups holds that they are superior, since B'nei they are used by Jewish men, in the mitzvah, whereas the dwellers in the Gambach group, such as Goyim women, Animals and kusim are not. So once again, the three points are number one. On Dav Zayin Amabes, Rabbi Yochanan said, Sukkah hasuya kikivshan, a sukkah that is made round like an oven. If there's enough space in the circumference to seat 24 people, it's valid. The Gemara asks who this teaching is like. If it goes according to Rebbe, who holds that a sukkah must be dalled by dalad amos, the measurement is inaccurate since a person occupies the space of an amma, and it's known. That any circular object whose circumference is three tefachim has a diameter of one tefach. According to Rebbe, to yield a width of Dalad Amos, a circumference of twelve Amos should suffice. The more on this stuff goes through an extensive analysis of the measurements and concludes that Rabbi Yochanan's case was where the 24 people are sitting outside the circle, and Rabbi Yochanan rounded off the measurements for a slightly larger circle that would fit the required square. The Gemara presents an alternative explanation as well. Pointing to Rebbe Levi reporting the name of Rebbe Mir. 
two potter's huts, one within the other. The inner one is not a valid sukkah and is chayv in mezuzah, while the outer one is a valid sukkah and is potter from mezuzah. Rush explains that it was common that the inner hut would serve as the potter's dwelling as well as a place to store finished pottery, while the outer hut would be his workshop as well as the place to sell his wares. Look at us. Why the outer hut is potter from mezuzah, since it can be considered a beish ashar, a gatehouse from the inner hut, and bichayv in mezuzah, and answers mishum because a potter's hut is not a permanent structure. Rashi explains that the inner hut is considered too inconsequential to view a room which leads to it as a beish ashar, as a gatehouse. And point number three, the Gemara brings two brises that each present a group of sukkos that are valid. The first group is referred to as the Ganbach group, which is a simon for sukkos goim, sukkos nashim, sukkos behemoth, and sukkos kusim. The sukkah made for nachim to live in during the summer, for a woman to weave in, for animals to have shade, and a sukkah made by kusim. The second brise presents sukkos rakbash, which is a simon for sukkos roim, sukkos kayotzim, sukkos burganim, for sukkos shomri peros, a sukkah of shepherds for fig watchers, city watchmen, and produce watchers. Each Bryce states that their sukkos and inferior sukkos as well are kosher if they are covered kahalach, which Rav Chista defines as being built for shade. The Gemara clarifies that each Tana referred to the other group as inferior and explains the Tana of the Ganbach group, Goim Nashim Behema Kusim, considers his sukkos as being superior since they're permanent, whereas the huts of the Rakbash group are inferior since they're temporary. Rush explains that the flocks move from place to place and the produce is eventually taken from the field. The Tana of the Rakbash group, Sukkos of Roim, Kayatim, Burganim, and Shomri Peros, holds that they are superior since Benechi Yuvaninu. They are used by Jewish men who are all chayv in the mitzvah, whereas the dwarves in the Ganbach group, such as Goim, Woman, Animals, and Kusim, are not. Alright, so now we go to our Sim for Dav Ches, and our standard simon is a Chala. A Chala for Dav Ches. So here goes. The annual challah bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, right behind the two potter's huts, one within the other, attracted the attention of going women in Kusim, as well as shepherds, fig watchers, and city watchmen. Once again, it's a motion. The annual challah bake sale, challah, that must be one of ches, challah. The annual challah bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, which reminds us on Dav Zayin on the base where Yochanan said that a sukkah, a sukkah that's made round like an oven, if there's enough space in their circumference to see 24 people, it's valid. And the Gemara goes to an extensive analysis of how Rabbi Yochanan came up with this figure. So the annual challah bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, right behind the two potter's huts, one within the other, which reminds us, the Rebbe Levi reported in the name of Rebbe Meir, that two potter's huts, one within the other, the inner one is not a valid sukkah, and is chayv in mezuzah, while the outer one is a valid sukkah, and is patah from mezuzah. The Gemara asks why the outer hut is patah from mezuzah, since it can be considered a base shar for the inner hut, and the chayv in mezuzah, and answers, Mishum Duol Kaviyah, because a potter's hut is not a permanent structure, so the inner hut is considered too inconsequential to view a room, which leads to it as a base shar. So the annual challah bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, right behind the two potter's huts, one within the other, attracted the attention of Goyim women and Kusim, as well as shepherds, fig watchers, and city watchmen, which reminds of the two groups of sukkos, Gambach and Rakbach. Gambach, Goyim, Nashim, Behem, and Kusim thought his sukkos were severe because they were permanent, and the Tana of Rakbash, Roim, Kayatzim, Burganim, and Shomi Peros thought his were superior because they were B'nei So once again, the annual challah bake sale taking place in the large round sukkah, right behind the two potter's huts, one within the other, attracted the attention of going women in Kusim, as well as shepherds, fig watchers, and city watchmen. All right, now it's time for four blabat chazara. Daf Dalad. So the simmer Daf Dalad is a door. So here goes. The owners took the door off the 21 Amasukkah door. That must be one Daf Dalad. 
The owner took the door off the 21 Amasuka where the dangling glitzing didn't provide the majority of shade, which reminds us that if the sukkah was taller than 20 Amas, but Hutsin Yordim Ama and the leaves of the palm branches that comprise its schach were dangling in the airspace of the sukkah within 20 Amas of the floor, if the shade provided by these tips is greater than their sunlight, it's kosher. If not, it's puzzle. If the sukkah was exactly 10 fucking tall, the minimum height of a sukkah, the hutzin yording latochasari, and the palm branch leaves were dang within the tent fachim, Rava told Abai that even if the sunlight was greater than the shade, it's a dira sarucha, a dwelling that's uncomfortable to live in. So the owners took the door off the 21 on the sukkah, where the dangling hutzin didn't provide the majority of shade, and use it as a platform instead, which reminds us that the case of a sukkah that is taller than 20 amas, ubanaba isaba, and one built a platform in it, is coming to teach that even though the third distant wall was not a valid wall to begin with, because it was above 20 amas, we can still apply the halacha of dovan akuma to it to remedy the disqualification. So the owners took the door off the 21 amas sukkah, where the dangling hutzin didn't provide the majority of shade, and use it as a platform instead. After they were told their good asik idea with the 10 fucking pillar wouldn't work. Which reminds us that the case of a sukkah taller than 20 amos, where one built in it a pillar that is 10 fachim tall and a 7 by 7 fachim, we cannot apply the law of good asik, which would extend and raise the partition on each of the pillar's sides to the schach above, creating a valid sukkah on the pillar's top, because the area of a sukkah must be a dira, a dwelling place which can only be attained through mechitzos and yikaros, through noticeable walls. Daf hay, so the summer daf hay is hay, a haystack. So here goes. When the boys who filled the ninth fachim box with hay, hay, that must be more enough. Hey. When the boys fill the nine fucking box with hay and then cover it with a tefak the cover, which reminds us that the source of the sukkah that is not at least ten fucking high is invalid, is brought from the arn in that it was nine fucking tall and the thickness of the kaparis, which was one tefak. And it's written, it's there that I'll set my meetings with you and I shall speak with you from atop the kaparis. Rabbi Yossi says, the Shekhinah never descended below into the human domain, and Moshe and Eliyahu never ascended into the heavens. Since Hashem spoke to Moshe from atop the Kaparis, it follows that ten Fakim from the ground begins a separate domain. And therefore we see ten Fakim is the minimum height of a partition. So when the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hay, and then covered it with a tefak thick cover, they made from the border of the kitchen table, which reminds us the one tefak thickness of the kaparis is learned from the mascaras of the shulchan, from the border of the shulchan. So when the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hay, and then covered it with a tefak thick cover they made from the border of their kitchen table, were about to be caught by their mom, they raised their arms up in unison and covered it, pretending to be little angels. Which reminds the Gemara asks, from what evidence you say that the interior space for a sukkah must be ten fachim height, excluding the thickness of its chach? Say rather, that the ten fachim are measured with its chach. The Gemara therefore presents a different source for the ten fachim height requirement for a sukkah, from the height of Moshe's kruvim, which were ten fachim from head to toe, and it's written they were sochim b'kanfeim al-kaporis, sheltering the kaporis with their wings. Here we see that the Torah calls this sheltering a sukkah covering, because it occurs above an airspace of ten fachim. Daf vav, so the simmer daf vav is a sword. So here goes. The sword salesman, sword salesman, that must be more daf vav, sword. The sword salesman who masterfully uses high-priced sword to chop design meaning according to their different shiurim, which reminds us that Rav said, shiurim chadzitzin mechitzin halacha moshe misinai. And the Gemara challenges this, stating that shiurim in fact arises based on the pasuk of design meaning where each of the seven fruits is a unit of measure for some halacha, but concludes, since these shiurim are not written explicitly in the Torah, the pasuk is just an asmachta. So the sword salesman who massively uses high-priced sword, the chop design medium according to their different shiurim, had tar on the majority of his hair, 
which reminds us, the laws of Chetzitzah are in fact the rices. And the Rav's assertion that the laws of Chetzitzah are Allah Moshe Messinai is referring to a halacha that something on one's hair is only Chetzitzah if it covers the majority of the hair and one objects to it being there, such as dried blood, in clear tar. If one doesn't object to the object being on his hair, it's considered as part of the body. So the sword salesman who massively used his high-priced sword to chop design medium according to the different shiurim had tar in the majority of his hair and did his demonstrations out of a sukkah with two proper walls and a third wall that was just a tefach. Which reminds the Malchus being in the Rabban Rabbi Shim, whether a sukkah requires two proper walls and the third wall can just be a tefach or three proper walls and the fourth wall can be a tefach is based on the three times the word sukkos is mentioned and the question of whether yeshe'emu masors or yeshe'emu mikra whether words in the Torah are expounded based on the way they are written or the way they are pronounced. Dav Zayin. So the Simmer Dav Zayin is a clay zayin, a gun. So here goes. The gun enthusiast. Gun enthusiast. That must be wrong. Dav Zayin. Gun. The gun enthusiast who uses tefach thick gun as a third wall even on Shabbos, which reminds us that Rabbah said a sukkah with a tefach long third wall is also permitted to carry in on Shabbos. Since it has the status of a wall, in regard to Hilchah Sukkah, it has the status of a wall in regard to Shabbos as well, even though in a regular Shabbos it would be considered a Rosh Hashanah. So the gun enthusiast who uses tefach the gun as a third wall even on Shabbos enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with walls that let in plenty of light, which reminds us there's a malchokas whether the walls of the sukkah must provide shade like schach, which is understood to be centered on the meaning of the pasuk about the parochas. Rabbi Yoshio holds that the lesson of the sakosa is mentioned regarding the parochas, and we learn that even mechitzas have to provide shade. The rabbans say the walls do not have to provide shade, and understand the pasuk to mean only that the parochas should be bent over slightly on top so that it appears roof-like. So the gun enthusiast who uses tefach the gun as a third wall even on Shabbos enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with the walls that let him plenty of light while wondering how his neighbors were doing sitting inside their massive Diras Keva. Which reminds that Abai listed several Tanaim who maintained that a sukkah must be a fixed dwelling at Diras Keva, meaning that it must be at least 4 by 4 amos in area, the walls must provide shade, it can be higher than 20 amos, and have at least 3 proper walls with the fourth one being a tefach. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nazikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.